We're going to have um, the next part of the video from Justin Welby, but I want to say a couple of things before it, and Jane's going to bring out uh, much more. The first thing, as I listened to the clip, he said that prayers of thankfulness are very good in their own right to be thankful, but they are a reset. He didn't actually develop that specifically until the end, and even then it wasn't, to me, quite in the way I was expecting it. But what that reset said to me, it reminded me, when I was in my first parish, which was down in near Worthing, Broadwater, I lived uh, just outside, it was a very large parish, and I lived just outside uh, in Diggs, and I was very dependent on the car. And on this particular day, the car was out of action. I, I was really quite frustrated. How can I possibly get on with today? How can I do everything that's got to be done and I haven't got the car? I have to do everything by foot. I didn't have a bicycle in those days either. And then I thought, and I don't know whether it was a verse I read or whether I'd been reading a book about it or whether it just came into my mind, but I thought, God wants us to be thankful. Whatever circumstances, God wants us to be thankful. So I said to myself, right, as I set out on foot, I will be thankful. I will find things to say thank you to God for. And I haven't gone very far when I thought, these are very nice gardens I'm passing. Thank you, Lord, for these gardens. I hadn't gone much further when someone I knew from the church was in the garden. And so we had a chat. And I went away and said, thank you, Lord, that I bumped into. And we could have that chat. And so it went on throughout that day. And by the end, I thought, gracious, this day has probably been more positive than if I'd had the car. The other thing that comes in the video, he says, thankfulness grows as you use it. I thought that was lovely. This session, we're going to talk about giving thanks, prayers of thanksgiving. Prayers of thanksgiving are a response to the love of God, but also sometimes a reset when we've got ourselves into a negative spiral of whinging and complaining and groaning without good reason and there are often reasons. There was a man in my parish uh, when I was a parish priest. Wonderful, wonderful man. He used to be the verger, the person who set everything out and organized it when we had funerals, of which there were a lot in, in the parish, in the parish church. And uh, I'd say to him, how are you? And he'd say, well, I go to bed hopeful and I get up thankful. And that was the core of his philosophy of life, thankfulness. He was always expressing thankfulness. He expressed it for having survived the war. He expressed it for his long marriage to a wonderful woman. He expressed it for having had children. He expressed it for living in the town. For having friends. He was a person who was thankful 
by nature. Now that's not true for all of us. Everyone has different characters. But the principle is a good one. It springs from that sense that was expressed by an author a hundred years ago who said the sun only gets up in the morning because God tells it to do it again. And from that sense, our heart goes on beating, we go on breathing, because God's sustaining spirit maintains the world that is his. God, through Jesus, offers us life and hope, eternal life, with him forever. God, even in the dark places, enables us to know that we are loved. Another person I knew, extraordinary Roman Catholic cardinal, who was in prison for many, many years because he was a Christian. But he talked about that time as a time of prayer. And above all, every day, he had a discipline of giving thanks for being in prison, tortured, in solitary confinement for many years. Well, yes, he said, because I was loved and kept by God. He didn't expect to be released alive. It wasn't thankfulness that everything was going to turn out fine. It's just thankfulness that God is God. The reading is Psalm 113. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, you his servants. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be praised, both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is exalted over all the nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, the one who sits enthroned on high, who stoops down to look on the heavens and earth? He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes, with the princes of his people. He settles the childless woman in her home as a happy mother of children. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Today we're thinking about thankfulness. What a lovely service we've had so far. So let's pray as we start. Heavenly Father, as we sang a few moments ago, we thank you that your love endures forever. And as we continue to think about what it means to be thankful and how we can cultivate gratitude in our lives, would you turn our hearts and minds towards you? Amen. So I wonder how easy you find it to incorporate thanksgiving into your prayers or even to feel thankful in the first place. It might depend on your personality. Uh, Being grateful and expressing thanks comes more naturally to some people than others. And later in the film, after the the clip that we watched, uh, Justin Welby is honest enough to admit that it's something he finds quite difficult and has to work quite hard at. 
I think it comes more easy to me to say thank you in prayer than to say sorry, which is uh, the theme we had a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure what that says about me. But the reality is that we are all wired differently, and that will show up in our prayer lives. But whether it comes naturally to us or not, giving thanks is a core part of our relationship with God, and therefore our prayer lives. And at the start of the clip we saw, uh, Justin Welby suggests two reasons for this. Firstly, he says thankfulness is a response to the love of God and what he has done for us. And we've sung a lot about that today already. And when we stop and think about it, we have so much to be thankful for, don't we? We can be thankful that there is a God who knows us, who loves us, who forgives us, and who wants us to know him. We can be thankful that we have life, life here on earth and hope for life with Jesus for eternity. And we can be thankful for the particular blessings that we each enjoy in our lives. We've got into a negative spiral when we've lost perspective or things have got on top of us, which happens to all of us from time to time. It resets our relationship with God, it restores our perspective and it helps us to find a fresh that depth of relationship with God. Justin Welby didn't specifically say this, at least not in the clip that we saw, um, but a third reason why giving thanks is important is that the Bible tells us to. So in 1 Chronicles 16, uh, these are the words we sang earlier in the service, uh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And Philippians 4, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And there's obviously many, many other verses I could quote. And we see thanksgiving modelled in the Bible, don't we? Perhaps more than anywhere in the Psalms. And one of them we just looked at. The psalm that we looked at today is one of a group of six psalms called the Egyptian Hallel. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but it means act of praise. And these psalms are part of the Jewish Passover liturgy, celebrating uh, the Jews' escape from Egypt. And in fact, it's quite possible that Jesus and his disciples would have said or sung this psalm at his last Passover meal the night before Jesus' death. And unlike some of the psalms, which, some of which deal with quite difficult emotions and are quite raw, uh, this is purely a psalm of thanks and praise. And from it, I think we can learn three things about thankfulness. Firstly, in the opening verses, we read that God is to be thanked at all times and in all places. So verse 2 and 3 said, Let the name of the Lord be praised, both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. And as we've just seen, this exhortation is echoed in other parts of the Bible. Thanksgiving should be a regular and core part of how we relate to God. Secondly, God is to be thanked for who he is. So in verses 4 and 5 of the psalm we read, The Lord is exalted over all the nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, the one who sits enthroned on high? These words speak of God's character and nature. He's exalted over every people and place. There's no one like our God. 
And thirdly, God is to be thanked for what he does. So in verses 7 and 8, he raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes, with the princes of his people. So this isn't saying that all the problems and injustices of the world are going to be resolved in the here and now. But it's a reminder of God's nearness to his creation and his capacity to intervene and to accomplish great reversals. And just as God himself is exalted, so he exalts the humble. And one day we will see that happen in full. So, we are to give thanks continually for who God is and for what he does. But how do we do this? How do we go about uh, building this into our prayer lives if we don't already? And perhaps even more importantly, how do we go about cultivating a true spirit of thankfulness? within us. So I said earlier that being thankful um, in prayer comes more naturally to me than some other forms of prayer, such as saying sorry or or even lament. But when I thought about it some more, I did begin to wonder how genuine and integral that gratitude really is. I do find it fairly easy to go through the motions of starting my prayers by saying thank you for something or many things to God. But how often do my words of thanks spring from a genuine spirit of thankfulness in my heart? I'd have to admit, it's possibly not as often as I would like. But like many habits and practices, the good news is that genuine thankfulness grows the more we use it. And that's something that uh, Justin Welby touched on uh, in the clip that we saw. So I recently read a book called uh, Atomic Habits, Uh, by an American author called um, James Clear. And it's a bit of a a self-help book in a way, but it is is really useful. I found it very helpful and and quite resonant. And his central premise is that small shifts in our habits can yield big changes when we repeat them day after day. And one bit of the book says this. People think that when you want to change your life, you need to think big. But real change comes from the compound effect of hundreds of small decisions, doing two push-ups a day, waking up five minutes earlier, or reading just one more page. These minuscule changes can grow into life-altering outcomes. I think if you apply that to thankfulness, thankfulness is a habit or a discipline that we can choose to grow in, but we do have to be intentional. I don't know if any of you use the Lectio 365 uh, devotional app or have come across it. It's run by 24-7 Prayer, um, and it's a 10-minute devotion each day that you can either read um, or listen to through your phone. Uh, And it usually follows quite a specific pattern. And I listen to it most days, and uh, while I was thinking about this talk uh, during the week and about this theme of thankfulness, I, I was really struck by the fact that one of the phrases that it uses a lot is I choose to rejoice in some aspect of God's character. I choose to give thanks for something. It's a choice and it's a discipline. So what are some of the specific things we can do to grow in this spirit of thankfulness? A few thoughts. We can use the Bible. Perhaps some of the Psalms that speak of the character and the nature and love of God to fuel our prayers of thanks or the stories and miracles of Jesus, or some of the letters in the New Testament. 
we can remind ourselves of the promises of God as a platform for saying thank you. Praising God through music is a great way to remind us of who God is and to draw us into thankfulness. Yesterday I was listening to music in the car. I just had it on shuffle, so it was a random series of songs. Uh, and the song, How Deep the Father's Love for Us, came on. The first few lines say this. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure. That he should give his only son to make a wretch his treasure. I think because I was thinking about today in this talk, I was perhaps more tuned in than I sometimes would be. But I was just really struck by how much there is to be thankful for just in in those two or three lines of the song. We can intentionally turn our daily lives and daily experiences into praise and thanks. And Patsy spoke a bit about that as well when she was talking about her car, or lack of car. Thank you that I have life today. Thank you that when the house is messy and noisy, it's because I have family members to share it with. Thank you for my health, that means I can go out for a run. Thank you that I live in a beautiful place and can go walk in the countryside and listen to birds. Thank you for friends and a community to be a part of. Sometimes it's helpful to write down uh, the things that we're thankful for so we can come back to them and remember how God has blessed us or answered our prayers. And taking time to remember, I think, is a a really key part of thankfulness. I don't think I've yet given a talk without referring in some way to my work at Tear Fund, but it is a really good source of sermon illustrations. And the uh, the global advocacy team that I am part of at Tear Fund um, prays together regularly. And one of the things that we've done as a team is to keep a record of some of the things we've prayed about, um, where we've seen um, prayers answered, um, words that we think God has given us, uh, encouragements that maybe other teams in Tear Fund have shared with us. And every now and again, we revisit that document and remind ourselves of where God has worked in the past, ways he's blessed our work, and the promises that we feel he's given us that we need to kind of lean into. It's incredibly powerful, not just in stirring gratitude for what he's done in the past and who he is in our lives and in our work, but also in building faith for how he will work and bless us in the future. So just a a few thoughts there. But what about life when life is really difficult? How can we be thankful then? Well, firstly, and very importantly, it's not about being disingenuous. Cultivating gratitude is not about pretending things are fine when they're not, or about a facade of thankfulness when deep down we're hurting or even soothing. The psalm we looked at today is purely about thanks and praise, but as I said before, many of the psalms deal with um, lament and sadness and really difficult emotions. But even with these psalms, the vast majority still end with thankfulness or some sort of acknowledgement of who God is. And again, that's largely about memory. The psalmist remembering what God has done for them in the past. God offers us life with him forever, and even in the dark places, 
enables us to know that we're loved and kept by him. There are so many circumstances that can wear us down, aren't there? Financial stress, illness, relationship difficulties, grief, loss, and just the stress of daily life. When we think about facing these things, how often do we think about doing so through a lens of gratitude? What if we thanked God for walking with us through these trials? What if we were able to thank him for what we will learn through them and for how they will help us to support others when they face difficulties? What if we simply make a point of coming back to the truth that we know about God, even in those dark times. In the clip that we saw, uh, Justin Welby tells the story of a Roman Catholic cardinal who spent years in prison for his faith, and yet for him, that experience was able to be marked by prayer and thanksgiving because he knew he was loved and kept by God and he had that discipline of giving thanks. We can probably all think of people who... Uh, seem to exude and embody thankfulness, no matter what the circumstances. And uh, for me, someone who who sprang to mind when I was thinking about that was Isabel Young, whose funeral took place this week. So she seemed a a very appropriate person to mention. I'll always remember her as someone who saw everything through a lens of gratitude. And I'll never forget a conversation I had with her um, soon after her husband died, Ian, um, a few years ago. Um, and I you know, went to offer my condolences and her first words were God is so good and I could tell she genuinely meant it she wasn't just saying it our capacity to be thankful doesn't necessarily correlate with what we might think of as an easy life or an absence of challenges some of the most thankful people I know are those who've actually struggled and suffered the most So as we come into land, how can we begin or perhaps um, kind of renew our commitment to incorporate thanksgiving in our prayer lives this week? Well, I'll share what I'm going to try and do. Uh, We got a dog recently, so taking her for a walk, which is um, something else to fit in, but a very wonderful thing. Um, When I take her for a walk, I'm going to try to turn my enjoyment of the natural world around me into thanks to God for his provision of it to take time to notice what's around me and to turn it into thanks instead of just letting it pass. I'm going to try to use the Bible more to fuel my thanksgiving. And I'm going to try and write down at least one thing each day that I'm thankful for. For each of us, it'll be something different. But whatever it is, let's be intentional about cultivating that spirit of gratitude this week. I'm going to close by reading the the first three verses of the psalm we looked at today. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, you his servants. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be praised, both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Amen. Amen.